Let's try and deal with the complex political shenanigans that are going on in Iraq at the moment. And it is complicated. Remember the backdrop, of course, demonstrators losing their lives in the struggle for a reformed, democratic, uncorrupt government in Iraq. So, Mohammed Tawfiq Alawi has been called by the president to try and put together a government, and he's struggling to do so. He needs the support of 50% plus one in parliament to do exactly that, as prime minister-designate. He has a 30-day deadline, which gives him until midnight on the 2nd of March, just a day or two away. If he fails, the president is obliged to invite someone else, or what? Well, oh, there are many possibilities, I suppose. In theory, uh, parliament could call for elections, unlikely, or the outgoing prime minister, the resigned prime minister, could possibly call for elections, then would he have the authority to do so? That would be questioned. It would have to go to the Constitutional Court. But at the moment, we still are with the president's nominee, Mohammed Tofi Kalawi, and he has, in theory, every chance of putting together a government. In practice, it doesn't seem like that. Oh, about 10 days or so, he had a late-night meeting with the political parties to try and garner support. Uh, he already had Muqtada Sada's group and Hadi Al-Amri's Fatah group on side at this point. They had given him a few preferred names for, for his cabinet, but said, do as you please, we will back you. He wanted, in theory at least, to have... Uh, the kind, the same kind of backing from the Sunnis and the Kurds. He had some of the Sunnis on his side, not many, but some. Now, the Kurds said, we want more control, we want to control our ministers. Basically, they wanted to continue the same old, broken, corrupt system that is in Iraq at present. And Parliament is broken, and the appointment of ministers is corrupt. It's done by the parties in negotiation with the man who would be king. So the Sunnis also started to become obstreperous. Uh, Halbusi, the young parliamentary speaker, doesn't get on very well, so it would seem, with the Mohammed Tawfiq Alawi, and was against him. So the fight was there, the fight was on, and there was particular argument of who who should get the plum posts of Minister of Oil and Minister of Finance. And Mohammed Tawfiq Alawi found the thing very difficult and went to the nation. He spoke to the people, saying he'd bring matters to a head with a vote in Parliament on Monday. They'd have to back him, Parliament would have to, or not. Their choice seemed courageous. But Parliament wasn't quiet on Monday. The Sunnis, some of them, and the Kurds, uh, effectively said they would boycott the the Monday meeting. It was then deferred to Thursday. We're talking this week. And so, uh, so the Prime Minister-designate tried to hold a session on Thursday, but that failed as well. He couldn't get a vote together. So the whole thing was deferred again till Saturday. And now what? 
I mean, he'd announced his, his potential team. There were around 20 or so of them, 24 in theory, but but a number of the posts had not been appointed or named. He didn't really listen to those advising him, according to many of our friends who are friends of his. And the thing about his nominated team, the team he'd announced that he would take forward, was that there were no Kurds amongst them. I mean, that's okay, because there were five vacant names, including the name of the Minister of Interior was not posted, so you there's space to bring in some Kurds. Nonetheless, there are other issues too. Some of them were 70, oh, oh well over 70, 78 years old. I don't like ageism. The British are very much into that. And um, <laughs> But it certainly was an old cabinet. And many of them were dual nationals, nationals from other countries. Some said this is good. Of course, they'd have to give up their other country nationality, presumably, before they or pretend to, before they took these positions. Some um, said this was good because they'd stay only for a year, but... And in a sense, yes, that does work because our Prime Minister designate Mohammed Tofik Alawi has promised elections fast. There is no specific election date, however, and the other parties concerned that this might lumber on want to nominate their own ministers. Actually, the other part, this election's due next year anyway. The best we can hope for, really, in reality, when uh, Mohammed Tofik Alawi says, he'll call a snap election, is that the elections take a place a month or so earlier than they might have done in any case because the parties uh, will, well, for a start, it'll take six months to get everybody's act together for elections. So the other parties want to nominate their ministers. Even some of the people he chose to nominate, Mohammed Tofik Alawi, uh, withdrew, including the Minister of Defense and the Minister of Pensions and Work, or potential Minister of Defence. So so there was a major problem. And then, then what? Well, he had, I did say earlier, that he had the support of uh, Hadi al-Amri's group, Hadi al-Amri's Fatah group. Hadi al-Amri withdrew his support. Hadi al-Amri said, no, 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 I'm not going to support you after all. I've changed my mind. Why? Because Muqtada Sada made some threatening remarks suggesting that if Parliament didn't vote for Alawi, he'd use his power to allow people to put more pressure on Parliament, suggesting that he might even let people invade the Green Zone. Or implied threat that he would use uh, Jaysh al-Mahdi, his Mahdi army, if he felt threatened by the Sunnis. Remember that uh, how resurgent ISIS is in Iraq now. You know, and and the other thing, I mean, Mohammed Tofik Alawi is, he doesn't seem to handle the Sunnis very well. He has the largest potential number of Sunni ministers we've seen in a, in a potential cabinet for a long time. He's suggesting that some eight ministers, uh, Sunnis, are Sunnis, potential ministers. But the problem is that he needs the support in Parliament, and he's antagonized Hal Boussi, speaker, the young speaker who has a large following, 
and just kept a friendship with Najafi, the old one of the two Najafi brothers, you know, from uh, Mosul or the hard men. But he has only, what, eight or nine MPs behind him? So he's really, he's, he's buttering up the wrong, the wrong Sunnis. And he just won't listen. So the chances are that Prime Minister-designate, Mohammed Tofik Alawi, is doomed. It uh, could be, could be. Miracles do happen in Iraq. Miracles happen rather often in Iraq. So some, somehow he could pull something out of the bag, especially if he's, he's going to negotiate. But if we have the same old corrupt system, what does that mean in the eyes of the demonstrators? It's difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult. So a difficult situation and an ongoing difficult situation. Tension on sides, all sides. I spoke to some Iraqis today, and one in particular, one of the commentators I most respect, said to me that this is the most dangerous time in Iraq's history since 2003, since the fall of Saddam. Now, today, is the most dangerous time in Iraq's history since 2003. Nobody can clearly see the future, and what will emerge is anybody's guess. We're on a knife edge. We could see a dictatorship coming. I don't know. Watch out, watch out, watch out. This is a troubling time. We should all say a prayer for Iraq.